welcome back to the RDS podcast. I'm sure we've all heard the saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Now, as popular as this saying is, it's quite literally contrary to what a lot of us do. Now, today, let's look into the dilemma of the scarcity mindset and why most of us get sucked in it without even realizing it. There may be some benefits to this mindset, but the overarching effect is almost always negative. So, what's a scarcity mindset? A scarcity mindset, it's a belief that there's a limited amount of something. It can be related to anything in life, such as money, food, ideas, resources, time, love, relationships, whatever. Nothing is ever really enough, and you have to hold on hard to what you have for fear of losing it. Now, viewing the world in this way causes people a lot of stress, anger, frustration, because they're always scared of losing what they have. I think most people move through life with a scarcity mindset without even realizing it. And I've had many personal encounters with this, um, both as an observer and a perpetrator. I think one of my more memorable experiences with this mindset was when I started architecture school back in 2013. In architecture school, we have studios where students are encouraged to work all the time to, to you know, foster the spirit of collaboration. Now, in my first year, what I realized was that some students would actively avoid working in the studios, afraid that someone would steal their ideas. Some of these students would stay away from the studio altogether, thinking they would present their work on the day of review and everyone would go like, wow. But the funny thing is, almost every single time people like this had the worst work. I mean, I used to hide from the studio in my first year too, but for a totally different reason, which was I sucked at freehand sketching. Later on, I realized that working in isolation was actually doing me more harm than good. And so I started going to the studio more where I got inspired and received good drawing skills from people who were better at it than I was. What did I pick up from this? I learned that there's actually more ideas, more knowledge to be gained by sharing than by hoarding them, which ends up harming you most of the time. Now let's look at how this mindset may manifest itself in relationships and in your finances. So in terms of relationships, the scarcity mentality often manifests itself as a fear of losing your partner and a fear of being unable to find someone else who is as good or even better than them. People like this, people like this, um, they're more likely to say stuff like, oh, I'm looking for the one or my soulmate. And then when they find someone whom they perceive to be the one, they latch onto this person for dear life, refusing to let go, even when things clearly aren't working out, all because of fear of losing this person. I mean, I get it. When a relationship you care about ends, it sucks. But there's really not much anyone, including me, can do to change that. That's just a phase of life that everyone will have to learn to deal with. But thinking you can go over and beyond to prevent your partner from leaving actually makes it all the more likely that you will be left. Because here's the thing, it makes you act in ways that are annoying. You get too clingy, always wanting to be with your partner, getting upset if they have other plans, texting and calling all the time, freaking out if they don't even reply fast enough. Makes you jealous, you're controlling. You want to read their messages, you get mad if they talk to someone of the opposite gender, and you're even suspicious when they hang out with friends. Now here's the thing, if someone wants to leave, and there's not much you can do to stop them, 
and trying to hold on to them because you're scared they'll leave will just push them away. Okay, plus, why would you even want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you anymore? Doesn't even make sense. What are you holding on to? Now, another thing that usually comes from this way of thinking is the idea that you won't find anyone as good as your current partner. A lot of people have stayed in mediocre relationships because of this mindset. They tell themselves, oh, I'll never find someone like them again. But seriously? With over 7 billion people on the planet, it's pretty silly to think that you won't find someone else. Your partner might be awesome, but there's plenty of other awesome people out there. Right now, this isn't to say to always have the mindset of the grass is always greener and for you to bail on any relationship at the first sight of turbulence. As with anything in life, there needs to be a balance. If you find yourself in a situation where you're more concerned about not losing your significant other than actually enjoying the journey together, then there's clearly a problem. If you're doing any of those things I mentioned, it's likely that deep down you've got this mindset and that there's, that there's not enough to go around, the scarcity mindset. And guess what? It's messing up your life and your relationships. So a friend of mine posted in a guy's group chat uh, with a bit of a problem yesterday, actually. So he's been talking to this girl for about four months and still has no idea if this girl is into him. He tried a kiss one time and got rejected and never really tried again. Since then, they've been on about six dates. Said they talk almost every day, but there's no indication that it could even get romantic. So... I and another friend in the group text pointed it out to him that, hey, this relationship seems to be more platonic than romantic, but he just refused to accept that possibility. His defense was that, oh, this girl calls him and sometimes pays for dates, so that's a sign of interest, and that the girl is articulate, she's funny, she can hold a conversation and all that. I mean, he was very defensive about the whole situation. But really, we started to point out some undeniable facts of the situation to him. And then gradually, the reality started to sink in slowly for this guy. But even then, he was like, oh, I got to give her two weeks more to see if things are going to change or not. It was, it was very clear to us that he couldn't let go because he felt that he had invested four months into this person, thinking something was going to come out of it. And he really just couldn't cut it off especially since the girl wasn't explicitly stating that she wasn't interested in him. You see, the truth is that this comes from a scarcity mindset. The idea that he wouldn't be able to find someone else who was articulate, fun, and more importantly, romantically interested in him. Even he didn't realize it until we pointed it out to him in the group. And I think our little pep talk worked on him because today he talked to the girl about it and to nobody's surprise she just she said she wants a platonic relationship with him now he's actually free to pursue more productive relationships with girls that actually want him you see the only power we have in situations like this is to just walk away from an unproductive arrangement at least for my friend he he just spent what four months knowing this girl and that's not a lot of time compared to people who spent years holding on to something long gone, all because they're scared they'll never find anyone better. When you focus too much on one thing, you lose perspective. 
The object of your focus just grows bigger and more important, pushing everything else out of your life. Eventually, it's all you have left. And if you lose this one thing, it sucks. But see, here's the thing. People with the abundance mindset, they have the attitude of, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, no big deal. On to the next. Life happens. So let's talk about the next part of um, life which is affected by the scarcity mindset, and that's the financial part of it. Dealing with money can be very emotional and extremely triggering. Taking control of your finances and living your best life, it requires intention, planning, and confidence. We all remember 2020, right? Not long ago, when shelves that used to be full with toilet paper and sanitizers were wiped completely clean, you had to drive over 50 miles just to find a shop with toilet paper. Well, that was a scarcity mindset. Because the thing is, these items would not have run out if not for the hoarding and panic buying by scared people. Fear is the operative word here. If you're making any decision from a place of fear, your mindset is inherently restrictive and very tunnel visioned. Okay, when I was eight, I had an uncle. Uh, in my mind, I used, to, I used to always call him the rich uncle. So he'd visit my family once every three to four months. And he would always give me some money when he left. My grandfather would tell me to keep the money safe so I wouldn't lose it. So I found a used lotion container and started to keep the money there. Over a period of two years, I had saved quite a bit and never really wanted to spend the money. It just gave me some joy. Looking at how much I'd gathered in all these like, different lotion containers. One time, I needed to buy some supplies for school. And my grandfather suggested to me, hey, take up some of your saved money to buy the books. And this made me very sad. Not because I had a plan for the saved money, but just because I was losing the money. And I, I didn't think I'd see that much money again. And this mindset actually followed me into my teenage years where I wouldn't spend any money I was given or I'd just spend very little of it just to save up, even though I never really had a plan for that saved money. Uh, and even in the instances where, let's say, I had a plan to, sa to save money to buy a shirt, once the money was saved up and I actually had to buy the shirt, I would talk myself out of buying it because I thought it was too expensive and I wouldn't make that money back. I know some of you have experienced this before. I had to deliberately condition myself out of this mindset. In my life, I've come to realize that the more I hold on to money in a clingy way, the faster I lose it on some completely unexpected and avoidable expense. So if, if this is your current situation and you find yourself like avoiding any long-term planning or fearing spending money in any way, even on things you need, you're definitely experiencing a scarcity mindset. This basically means you view your money as very limited. Not great. At times, at times, okay, it's not all bad, but at times this impulse is useful. It helps you to avoid compulsive buying. It helps you to save for a rainy day and generally to have a good amount of financial planning for any unforeseen circumstances. But when a scarcity mindset isn't rooted in a real need to be disciplined, but rather from a place of fear of just losing the money, it works against you. You start to make financial choices that aren't actually in your best interest. So I did some research on this, 
And it seems that most of the causes of this mindset really just has to do with upbringing and environment you're raised in. Research shows that people with a history of poverty are much more likely to develop a scarcity mindset. I mean, this makes sense because people with such a history have likely grown up in an environment with a lack of resources, leading to a strong overprotectiveness of the little resources that they can gather. Another major cause of the scarcity mindset is a lack of financial literacy. People who are not adequately informed about how money works, how to make smart financial decisions, or how to even save properly are very likely to, to develop this mindset. It's, it's especially true for people who grew up in a family without a financial safety net, as they've never had the environment to learn how to manage their money properly. Um, there's a quote by Robert Kiyosaki. Some, um, he's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He said, the main cause of poverty or financial struggle is fear and ignorance, not the economy, the government, or the rich. And I, I think this is true to an extent. Uh, speaking for myself, I wasn't financially, financially literate until well into my late 20s. Had I known what I know now in my teens, oh, I'd be very well off financially. But like a wise man once said, the best time to have taken action was yesterday. The next best time is now. Take steps to become financially literate. There's a lot of free informative content on the internet on how to handle your money. I've been fortunate enough to have met some good friends in my later years who are very smart with money and I've learned a great deal from them. One of the consequences of financial scarcity mindset that's been glamorized in modern day is the fear of missing out, also known as FOMO, for short. Like the name states, FOMO originates from a place of fear, right? Which prompts you to make irrational decisions in your life for fear of missing out. Marketers and advertisers have absolutely taken advantage of this to sell their product. I mean, remember when you shop in and you see that pop-up tab or you're booking a trip online and it says, hurry, last two seats left, buy at this price. Or when you're shopping and it says, last chance to buy at this discount, act fast. All that it does is to play on your fear of missing out to get you to buy it. Research actually shows that this method is effective. Just look, up, just look up any study about marketing strategies and you'll see multiple bullet points on how to capitalize on FOMO to your advantage. Because here's the thing, inherently, people do not like to miss opportunities, right? And the thought of missing out on a discount that you may never see again, it's going to lead to compulsive buying if you're not disciplined. So here's the thing, right? The next time you're tempted to buy that TV because it's on sale or that shoe, that's the last few remaining in the online store. Just ask yourself, do, do you truly need this? Or are you only buying it because you're afraid you may never get such a deal again? Remember, no sound financial decisions are ever made from a place of fear. So, now that you've identified that you may have this mindset, what can you do? Overcoming this mentality is, I think it's simple, but it's not that easy. Um, cause for most of us, our beliefs about money, they're, they're formed between the ages of three and seven. 
between the programming of scarcity survival and our inherited beliefs about money from our family and society, it can get a bit hard to unlearn some of this mindset. But, you know, just roll with me here. Some of these steps have worked for me. Three steps, actually. First thing, learn to respond and not to react. Okay, a response is a more thoughtful feedback to a situation or challenge. It comes with reasoning before you act. Whereas a reaction is done on impulse, usually driven by emotion without much thought for the consequences. Usually when I feel the urge to purchase something impulsively, I take a step back. I wait a week or even more to think on it. If I still feel that urge to buy it, then I know I'm not making a mistake. Even with this strategy, I still find myself a victim of FOMO every now and then, but at least it's way better than before. The second thing is to have gratitude. There's lots of studies out there that says that practicing gratitude increases happiness by a very reasonable amount. Just, just a simple thing as being thankful to have groceries in your fridge can release you from the stress of feeling that you never have enough. Take, take some time, okay, to be grateful for what you have and stop focusing on what you don't have. Last, that's the third point learn how to give so dr martin luther king jr once said life's persistent and most urgent question is what are you doing for others okay people with a scarcity mindset want to hold on to their resources for fear of it being finite learn to give to others whether it's your money time knowledge or food learn to give Okay, by giving to others, you actually open yourself up to also receive what the universe has to offer. There's a reason why some of the richest people in the world are also the biggest philanthropists you're ever going to meet. They believe in the power of giving, so why not you? Okay, so I hope you found some value in today's episode. As a challenge for my listeners who have never given, find someone or something to give to. A charity homeless shelter, GoFundMe, just something that makes someone stay better. We can all strive to help one another. I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.